You're listening to the Smash Bros. Cast, episode 70. I'm your host, N64 Josh, my co-host and sparring partner, Nightcrawler. What's up, dude? Hey, how's it going? It's going good. It's going good. We got a, we got a, we got a, a, a very special guest. Limitless, what's happening? What's going on, man? This is going to be a fun episode. Limitless, he, he reached out earlier this week. He was going to come on the call-in show, and I was like, hey, let's just, let's just do... The full on interview. He's on the East Coast. He's like, I can't stay up that late. <laughs> <laughs> I'd work it. I had to be up at six thirty the next morning. So. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Well, hey, before we get into this, guys, if you'd like to get yourself a free book from Audible, go to audibletrial.com/sbc. Pick up something awesome like uh, Console Wars or Blood, Sweat, and Pixels. The chair I'm sitting in is from OP Seat. If you go to n64josh.com/opseat, you automatically save ten dollars at checkout. All their chairs are twenty dollars off right now, so that is a total savings of thirty dollars. So. So uh, take advantage of that. These are amazing chairs. I really, really like them. If you'd like to help support the content that I create, patreon.com slash n64josh. You also get an extra podcast and some some other things, too, if you check out the different tiers. Uh, with that, we're going to move on over to the announcements. All right. Well, we did the call-in show on Monday. We did it at what, like eight o'clock last week? We, a little bit. Yeah, it was a little bit later. You know, I said Crawler and I would decide what time we were going to do that. And guess what? Crawler and I have we, talked we zero have this week. So uh, it's still going to be Mondays. The best thing to do is just stick to the Discord. We're going we're gonna to shoot for around 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. I think that's when his kids are in bed and everything, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, good. Hey, we just talked about it live on the air. There you go. So seven o'clock, <laughs> seven Pacific, Standard, 10 p.m. Eastern. OK, I know it's late for you uh, guys on the on the the east. We're, we're sorry. We're sorry. Uh, we got our Smash Bros tournament happening in April. The tournament is ready. I, I still haven't gotten the links up. I'll get them up this weekend. So you'll be able to go to n64josh.com slash smash tournament to sign up. Um, that will be live this weekend. I will update in the discord when it is ready to go. And lastly, guys, if you want to pick up a just roll t-shirt, because that's the best advice I've ever given on this podcast, you can go to n64josh.com slash store. We got a handful of t-shirts available, a handful of smash shirts also. And, uh, we got a few more coming soon, like Roy's our boy and crumbs, our mom. It's going to be, be coming soon. So, so don't worry. So, uh, with that, we're going to jump over to the tournament news. All right, Crawler Summit 2019 went down. Give us all the details. Oh, when your mic's not muted. <laughs> I pressed the button. I did. I pressed the button. I was typing, so you didn't get mad at me. No, you're but, good. You're good, brother. You're good. <laughs> um, so there are lots of different events. Uh, if you want the full rundown, I have we have a link in the show notes that'll take you to the smash.gg page. For the singles, which we're going to go over here. But if you want to click on some of the other events, just kind of scroll back through. Uh, they had like randoms and they it was like one stock. We were talking about that a little bit last week. Um, I think they had a few different squad strikes and other other kinds of events going on. So you can look at the full rundown on Smash.gg. And then I'm sure there's like VODs and everything up there that you can you can take a look at. 
but for the singles results, which was on Sunday, uh, taking first was MK Leo. Uh, second was DeBuzz. Uh, third was Gluttony. Fourth was Sam Sora. And then tying for fifth was uh, Nairo and Zachary. Did you see many of the matches? I'm trying to think what I was doing on Sunday. I was in and out. I had it up. Uh, I feel like I saw a lot more of the stuff that was going on on Friday and Saturday and less of the, those singles. So I kind of need to go back and, and take a look. I was kind of in the same boat. Yeah, I saw a lot more of the stuff happening, happening Friday, Saturday. Uh, Limitless, <laughs> did you see I, any of this stuff? Uh, yeah, I got to watch a little bit of it. Um, I didn't see who won. Uh, it was looking like DeBuzz was going to win because... As I was watching, he was just tearing through everybody. Um, seems like his Alomar is really difficult for a lot of people to deal with. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's crazy. He's crazy. Carla, what were you going to say? I think uh, Leo has kind of moved away from Ike, and I think he's mainly playing Lucina now, I believe. Mm. We're still waiting on that that pocket character he has to come out, too, but no one yeah, knows about it yet. It's top yeah, secret. It's top secret. <laughs> we have inside information. So. I think he even tweeted about it that he he has a I think he tweeted once upon a time a couple of weeks ago that he has a character that he's waiting to unleash and he hasn't had a need to yet. I see. I see. Well, we know who that character is. So, right. You know, right, Crawler? I told you. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Oh, I didn't tell you. Uh-uh. Oh, I don't think so. Well, I'll tell you after this. Then I thought you knew. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. It, was it on the Max Ketchum call? I forget. Maybe, maybe. maybe yeah, yeah, maybe. yeah. He hooked us. Yeah, you were there. You I just, was there. I don't know if I remember. You're but. more more than likely you were probably playing uh, Mario Deluxe or something while we were trying to talk. That'd be my guess. So clicking away. Yeah, click, click, click. All right, and then we had the uh, Smash Bros. Cast tournament happened last weekend. Uh, shout out to Avi from Beyond the Metagame for taking the number one spot. Actually, peon said he was going to get fired from the show if he lost. So that was, uh, you know, that was going down. Uh, Draco and uh, took, took second and icy took, uh, third. So a lot of great matches. It was, it was a lot of fun. I, I participated again and it's, I just can't do it. I can't do it. It's too, we don't get to see enough of you guys when we, when we do that. So, um, so we're going to make sure that, uh, next time we're just going to commentate and get as many matches of, uh, of the community as, as possible. So, um, you guys won't hear any more, uh, alerts. I just muted those as well. You know, <laughs> super pro, super pro. This is just, you know what? We're just, this, this is just a, we're a professional podcast, you know, limitless. Please don't think otherwise. That, All right. Yeah. But la- last, so last week was our largest tournament that we've had so far. 86, 86 people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was included in that and I, I didn't play. I was at a concert, but, but those numbers are, they're going up. So you guys are definitely, uh, I mean, getting into the discord, getting, getting registered and, and we're having a good tournament turnout. So that's, that's always good. Yeah. It's, it's super cool. I'm really, really have a great time, um, watching everybody compete and you know, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. So, uh, with that, we're going to move into, uh, our interview here. <laughs> All right, Limitless. How's it going? Going all right. Yeah, it's good. Been a, I think I told you earlier in our call when we were just talking, 
uh, grinding out Pokemon trainer a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about your history with, uh, you know what, before we talk about your history with smash, let's talk about why, why you reached out to me and kind of how you're, you, 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 you play smash a little differently than, than some people. Why don't you give us the, give us the story here. Yeah. So, uh, so I listen to y'all's podcast pretty much every week, you know, back and forth from work. And then, you know, if I'm at work, uh, writing blogs, um, you know, I've just been listening to you guys and, uh, you know, I heard that you were doing that, um, call in. And so I figured, oh, well, my story might be a little bit unique, uh, compared to most average smash players. So, I reached out and it was really, really late for me, not for you guys, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> like I said, I had to wake up at like six 30 in the morning for work the next morning. Um, so you said that you'd rather have me on, you know, the regular cast, which I'm completely fine with cause I don't work on Fridays anyway. Um, and, uh, yeah, so here I am, but yeah, I, uh, I started playing way back in 64, uh, was never competitive at all. I just, Played with all of my friends. I actually wrote about uh, playing Smash Bros. Brawl in my, I believe it was my undergraduate thesis. Um, I wrote about an experience that I had with a couple of uh, friends at the time where, uh, I mean, you can't see now because you can't see the way that I am, but I have no arms and no legs. And people just assume that there are a lot of things that I can't do. And on that list is playing video games. And I've been an avid gamer since I was, uh, I think I was, I was three when I drove my first power wheelchair. And that was also the same time that my dad bought me an NES and bought me a, uh, the arcade stick for it. Um, so I've been playing games since I was three. Um, I've been playing smash since 64, like I said. Uh, and so I wrote this uh, little piece that was in my thesis uh, because the guy, you know, couldn't believe that I could play in general. And then his other buddy was egging him on saying, oh, well, you think that you're so good. Do you think that you can beat him? And the other kid was like, yeah, I was like, all right. And uh, I didn't really know what I was doing that much. I played often enough. And like I said, in my group of friends, I was always, you know, that guy who won. Mm-hmm. Um, and so back in Brawl, I played um, Wolf and Pokemon Trainer and Lucas. And um, I played those characters, and the guy couldn't beat me. And uh, <laughs> then the other, the other guys, I, I'm not a, like a trash talker at all um, when I play games. Um, it actually makes me uneasy when people like hop off a lot, because I think that it's just uncalled for most times. Um, but uh so the other friend was popping off for me and i was just like (laughs) just like standing there in front of my controller and was like oh all right yeah good games i guess (laughs) um but uh so i started how explain to us how you're playing the game with no arms no legs break it break it down for us yeah so um I used to get out of my wheelchair and get onto the floor and I would put my controller on like a coffee table that I had. But as I've gotten older, obviously I've gotten taller and um, I'm way too tall for that now. Um, 
So I have an elevated table. I wish I could show you guys, but I can't rotate the camera. I don't think that far. Um, but I have an elevated table that's um, probably at about um, like bar height. And uh, I'm able to pull my wheelchair up to that. And I leave my GameCube controller plugged in. And I have my Pro Controller up there that I just um, turn on with like my, my lip. Um, and so I play uh, Smash and all of the other video games uh, using my left arm for, uh, on the analog stick. And then I use my chin, a combination of my chin and my lip um, to interact with the face buttons on the controller. I can't really reach the L and R buttons, which is why I never tried to play competitive melee because shield playing any smash game without the ability to shield is terrible. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so predominantly I play games where either I can remap actions to the face buttons of controllers or I just don't or can't play them at all. What, what are some of your favorite games? Uh, smash definitely. Obviously it's why I'm here. Uh, but uh, I'm a really big. <laughs> You've Pokemon answered fan. correctly. <laughs> yeah, uh, I've been a really big Pokemon fan too, pretty much my entire life. I played since I was in elementary school. I think it was like fourth. I'm probably dating myself. Like fourth or fifth grade when I played Red and Blue or Blue for the first time. Uh, so I'm big into Pokemon, um, and I played uh, play competitively for a little while. And uh, I still like to do that as well, but I got out of it a little bit because I wasn't a huge fan of Sun and Moon. Um, I didn't really particularly care for all those Ultra Beasts. And was uh, was let go is let go accessible for you with with how they have the controller? You want the easy answer? Or do you want the, the hard answer? <laughs> um, I, I'm interested in the hard answer, I guess. Yeah. So. You can read my blog post that I gave uh, the link to Josh. He's going to put in the show notes and yep. stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so that can go into some, it goes into pretty, some pretty detailed stuff in regards to my own experiences with accessibility in that game. But um, yeah, I have Let's Go and I played it for a while. I got to Sabrina and uh, eventually kind of just lost interest because a lot of that game is grinding with catching. And um, personally, I don't like that they tied um, experience gaining to like your resources. So if you don't have the money to be able to buy Pokeballs or you don't have Pokeballs on hand, you can't gain that much. Because trainer battles, obviously, you don't gain a lot of experience, you know. Um, and the one mechanic that is the most difficult for me to deal with is the catching. Um, because... Uh, there wasn't really a great way for me to hold both joy cons like together. So I hold one of them like this in between my chin and my arm and then move like the analog stick and I can also press. It was really nice that um, they allowed uh, for you to push the analog stick in um, that that registered as like an a button press because all I had to do was push my chin down on the joystick and not have to worry about moving it to like any of the other buttons. Um, but catching was a really, really big uh, concern that I had. Um, 
I know that I probably drove my, I live with my parents and my brother and I probably drove them crazy because for the while that I played that game nonstop, I would um, get into a Pokemon encounter. I would have to put the Joy-Con in my mouth and kind of like flick my head up. And uh, as you know, every time that you fail a catch, you have to, you know, say ready again. And because the Joy-Con was in my mouth, I had to put the Joy-Con back on the table, push A, put it back in my mouth and do it again. And Probably had lots of Pokemon run away on you then. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I have not successfully chained more than like 10 <clears throat> or 12, maybe. Um, I, w- so I wish they would just, on that game, I wish they would give the handheld controls the option on the Pro Controller or the Joy-Con grip or something like that. That's, that's one thing they need to do. Yeah, I mean, they had it, they obviously had uh, planned on that a little bit because you can do it in handheld mode. And I'm not a programmer, so I don't know what goes on um, in regard to, you know, configuring control schemes and stuff. But I imagine that if you were to just take whatever that interface is when you play in handheld mode um, and just make it so that somebody could play that with, you know, the pro controller or something. Um, that would make things a lot better. Um, I did have somebody reach out to me. I think it was a friend of mine who sent me a link. I guess that they were using, um, I don't specifically remember it was, maybe it was a Brooks converter, but, um, they were using that with the Xbox adaptive controller and using that as a pro controller on their switch. Yeah, and I, Josh and I were talking about this earlier this week because we were asking, I was asking him about the adaptive controller, and so I, I'm thinking that the 8-bit do as well, that the the USB receiver would probably be able to read it. I don't know. Does the adaptive controller have Bluetooth on it to connect? I don't know. I'm not sure. I would, I would think it does, probably, like, because you can, with, with that 8-bit do, you can connect a uh, uh, PlayStation 4 controller and a, a Xbox 360 and Xbox One controllers to your Switch it'll just register it as a a pro controller so I was wondering if if do you have an adaptive controller? No, I don't. Mm-mm. Unfortunately, I haven't messed I haven't had the opportunity to mess with one either. But I imagine that they're um they're supposed to be, you know, just a controller, so I imagine that they're not like only hardwired. I'm assuming that they're wireless and all controllers use Bluetooth for that wireless communication. So mm-hmm. I would hope. So let's, let's transition back into smash a little bit. You go to your locals at a re- on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, uh, so this is also, you'll notice everything that I say is, is an interesting story because there's always, <laughs> there's never an easy answer, um, answer to me for like any question. Uh, if it's regarding some kind of like accessibility malfunction, um, so I'm, uh, I play out of gamers on the edge, which is a local organization here that, um, is a nonprofit and holds weeklies and a big annual tournament. And, uh, we donate all of our proceeds to children's miracle network hospitals. Um, and that's something that's near and dear to my heart because I, you know, grew up, as I said, well, I was telling you, I think on our call, um, I became a quad amputee when I was around like a year old. And so I grew up essentially in Shriners hospital and, 
it's a, a, a local children's hospital here, but they have branches all around the country and they're a nonprofit as well. But they always had video games out and about and um, able-bodied and disabled kids would go up and everybody would play and it would just be a thing. You know, nobody would um, ask you, oh, well, you know, how did you get that way? You look weird. It was just everybody went up and and played games. And so when I met Angel, the um, the president of Gamers on the Edge, and he told me about that, um, it immediately spoke to me. And I said, "Well, I have to have some more involvement with these with these guys." And so I started going to their weeklies, but um, they moved, and then they moved again. And uh, in the most recent place that they use for their venue, they only have stairs and they don't have an elevator. So I physically can't go to that weekly anymore. Oh, that's uh, Yeah. Um, it's unfortunate because a lot of the really good talent in Tampa is where I'm from, Tampa, Florida. Uh, a lot of the really good talent around there and then like the St. Pete area in Clearwater. Um, that's a big spot that everybody goes to. and so the best experience that you can get tournament wise is probably there. But uh, I've been going to a place up the street from uh, me, the, uh, the owner's super nice to talk to him all the time. He makes sure that um, I have everything that I need. I need a table to play on, to put my controller on. And so he, um, it's a predominantly a card shop. So they host like Friday night magic. And um, I think they do Pokemon TCG stuff, but um he makes sure that I'm set up and usually everybody's really nice um, about all that kind of stuff. But that that's my most recent hurdle that I've had to figure out how to overcome. And then as a way to kind of try to compensate for that, I've been going to my buddy's house because he has played competitive smash with me for a long time. And his roommate played competitive melee and is really into smash ultimate also. And uh, he called me a couple of weeks ago. He's like, Hey dude, um, the elevator in my apartment complex is broken. Um, also, so they're going to fix it, but also they're decommissioning it. So I'm not sure what we're going to do about our weekly like get together, but we'll figure it out. Uh, and I was like, yeah, we'll just figure it out when, when that uh, time comes. But that transitions to another really important point where, you know, me being a disabled gamer, I don't really see a lot of other gamers with disabilities out and about at tournaments. Like You don't usually see a lot of us out there. Um, and it's not necessarily because you know we don't exist or we don't play. But for a lot of us, it might be really difficult to even get to that local. Um, and then uh, we not only have that that we have to kind of navigate, but we also have to think about, okay, when I get to the tournament, can I get into the room that the tournament's going to be at? Once I get into the room that the tournament's going to be at, um, can I talk to the people and pay for my entry? Um, and after that's done, do they have an area that's going to be big enough to accommodate my wheelchair walker, whatever that may be? I need a table, so I freak out all the time if I'm going to go to some unknown local like are they going to have a table for me to play at are they going to have room for my wheelchair um and that's a lot of stuff that people obviously who aren't um in wheelchairs or use some kind of mobility device have to think about all the time um and just something that i've been asking people to try to be a little more cognizant of um obviously the people that i um have played with and competed with are um you know a lot more adept at 
at that um, than they were before they met me. But um, it's definitely still still a hurdle. And it's really difficult, too, because everybody has their own kind of set of needs that have to be catered to in order to make sure that they can actually play. And on top of that, play at like a competitive level, you know. Um, so there's just a lot that has to be juggled constantly. But if you're like me and you've been disabled for your whole life, it's, you know, we're, I, I'm used to that sort of navigation that I have to do, but it might be difficult for somebody who has, you know, maybe sustained a spinal cord injury relatively recently or, or anything like that. So, and all, all of all of that to just add on, like even even in the Discord, we have people that are like, "Oh, I'm I'm nervous or scared or something like that to go to my go to my local or anything like that." And th- those are just able-bodied people that don't have those accommodations that they have to worry about. So having to worry about anything else on top of just showing up and and being nervous about your first time or just going against other people in a in a live tournament experience that that just adds to the probably the apprehension to, to show up and, and go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely, it, it definitely, well, I'm, I'm kind of a worry wart by nature anyways. So it makes it, uh, it makes it worse. But the one thing that I will say is that if you are a gamer with a disability or, you know, a gamer who has a disability, who's apprehensive about that stuff, I would definitely encourage people to try to go out to those events because, um, as I said before, I wouldn't be affiliated with Gamers on the Edge if they weren't a great group of people. And um, all of the people that I have even talked to at locals around here have been super awesome, even about helping me take my controller out of my backpack and helping me lug tables over and set everything up and that kind of thing. So um, that was one thing that I had to learn at a really young age was to be comfortable with asking people for help. Mm. Um, A lot of times people don't want to because they don't want people to think differently of them. Um, But I just go into a place and I'm like, well, I'm not going to be able to play smash if somebody doesn't help me take my controller out and I don't know anybody here. So if I don't ask them to, I'm not going to play in the tournament and that's why I drove here. So. Got it. (laughs) Got it. So. I guess you were a, a wolf main before it was cool to play wolf, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I uh, I still play wolf, but not as much. Um, I definitely uh, played him and Pokemon Trainer at the onset. Uh, dropped Pokemon Trainer for a little bit, uh, which I'm I'm happy for now because Wolf really taught me, I think, how to play the game better. Um, Pokemon Trainer, I've learned, is a very steep learning curve because there are three characters in one and they all are extremely different from one another. Mm-hmm. Um, I just had to but, play, I played against the Pokemon trainer this week against uh, uh synth from the, from my local. And he, he reached out in the discord. was like, Hey, let's get some matches. And so we played for a while and I'll talk about it a little bit more, but like, but it was uh, playing against Pokemon trainer in a setting where I played it against it multiple times. It was like, I'm literally changing my play style every time they change characters, right? Like it goes from, from approaching like this to approaching like that, to approaching like this, you know what I mean? Like, and so I can only imagine like trying to, uh, uh, try, trying to, to, to play that character. It's gotta be, uh, it's gotta be quite the learning curve. I I still think Squirtle is just a a little blue Mario, you know, (laughs) that's, 
Squirtle back is air, really back good. Air. Yeah. Back back air, yeah. And uh um yeah, and in that uh the switch mechanic, you know, can happen at any time. So you gotta be ready to change your playstyle on the fly also. Um and all and, and as well when switch is initiated, there's the um you know invulnerable frames, so you can use it as a pseudo air dodge too, or spot mm-hmm. dodge, which I've just started to kind of get used to. Got it. Which is pretty interesting. And there's the there's the like lagless change, right? Isn't it you do a special move or something like that and you can change faster or something like that? Yeah, I heard about that. I haven't tried it yet, but I was thinking about um I was thinking about how to implement that best um for each of the Pokemon. And I guess for Squirtle, the best thing would be is that if you don't have water gun charged all the way charging water gun would be a really good way to cancel that but if water gun's already charged that animation kind of takes a little bit of time so then you might as well not even do that move um withdrawal is a weird move um and waterfall obviously puts you in helpless state so i'm not sure with squirtle which one would be best to cancel that with ivy obviously razor leaf is okay or vine whip um and then charizard the best one for him obviously would be flamethrower got it got it let's talk a little bit more about your locals what's the best you've done uh smash four or now both (laughs) yeah all the above um smash four best i did was uh i went two and two at a uh a local and i went up against another member of the gamers on the edge team who was a bayonetta main and I played Corrin. I wasn't going to play Charizard for that matchup because that's absolutely disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, so I played Corrin and took him to game three. And I didn't realize, but apparently the entire venue had gathered behind us <laughs> at some point. <laughs> that's so awesome. He took game one. I barely took game two. And then after game two, I kind of, you know how when you can tell that people are around you, but you haven't like looked around you yet. So I got that like prickle on the back of my neck and I like turn around (laughs) and it's the entire venue is like around the two of us. And I was like, oh my God. (laughs) But I, I took him to the last stop um, and then he ended, I don't remember what move he used, but he did something that cheesed me. Probably a ladder combo. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Probably a ladder combo. Um, but then, um, smash ultimate at this weekly that I go to up the street from me, uh, it isn't too, uh, doesn't have every once in a while we'll have some really high caliber, um, talent over there, but it's kind of, um, people that are more like myself that are trying to, that are above the casual level, but kind of trying to break into that competitive level, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but best I've done there was I got third place a couple of weeks ago. That's great, man. That's great. Thanks. Yeah, not that's... with Pokemon trainer with Wolf. <laughs> We're not judging you. You played him before he was popular. So, you know, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, so. Just call me a trendsetter. Right, right. Well, before we move into our our week with Smash, is there any other um is there is there anything else that you'd like to uh talk about while you're on here? 
uh, I know maybe, uh, maybe offer any kind of encouragement to, to other people that might be in a similar situation, anything like that? Uh, yeah, I would say that if you're apprehensive about going out to your weekly, um, definitely don't be, like I said, people, um, can be mean, but they're definitely usually a lot nicer than you give them credit for. Um, I know that having a disability gives me a lot of anxiety, like I said, about where I'm going to go, especially if it's to a new place. But do what you need to do. Um, find somebody to go with you if you need somebody to go with you that first time until you can meet people um, or whatever. But definitely go out. And that doesn't necessarily even just stand for, you know, like Smash Weeklies, but, you know, if you play any card games or anything like that, because I played Magic the Gathering for a little while. Um, you know, go out and talk to people and be, um, you know, really open. What I've noticed is that um, people can tend to be uncomfortable about your disability if you seem like you're uncomfortable being there. Um, so as long as uh, you're confident and um, are willing to talk to people about your limitations, um, people are definitely really receptive. And usually they just want to you know, know who you are and get to know you and um, learn a little bit more about, you know, what you do. And obviously they enjoy playing the same stuff that you do because that's why you're all there. So um, they're more interested in that stuff usually. But yeah, my advice would be go out. Don't let don't let that deter you. And if you need help doing something, ask because um, you're not going to get help if you don't ask if you need it. And like I said, if I were to go out and uh, didn't ask somebody to help me get my controller. I'd just be kind of standing there the whole time, and uh, that would be a waste of my time. So, um, yeah, that's that's probably the best advice. And that's not easy to get to either. That took me a really long time to learn, probably until I was about um, a freshman in college, until I started getting really comfortable with asking people for help. So also don't think that it's going to happen overnight, and don't pressure yourself. Love it, man. Great advice. Great advice. Hey, let's get into our, uh, our, our week with smash. All right. So, uh, crawler kick us off, man. How's your week in smash been? Be honest. <laughs> Uh, up up and down uh left left and right i guess a little bit too um (laughs) so well so what what josh is all tickle pink about is uh was that yeah was that yesterday oh no i'm not even you don't even have to talk about our matches at all (laughs) well left and right is i got knocked into uh josh knocked me onto one of the left the left platform on town and city and uh as it was leaving it it took off on me as i was in stun stun stand up and we and heard game yeah. <laughs> we were that both was. like what <clears throat> so that was that was that but uh <laughs> otherwise i've uh i've still been continuing the game and watch kind of grind a little bit uh i know last i think last week we talked a little bit i was i, I mean down just in like 500,000 something GSP. I did get Game & Watch all the way up. I think I got him to like 3.1 million GSP, which is uh, from from taking him the, the basement that he was in. Uh, I was pretty happy with that. And then yesterday, I kind of just had a 1.5 million fall 
back down to to reality i guess i don't know but uh i've noticed that there's a lot of it it is very specific with his weight and his his move set i've noticed that there are some definitely dis- disadvantageous like matchups and that's something you can't control in quick play which again goes back to our gripe list of of things that they could do to fix quick play and if you're fighting against somebody having that option to counter pick them a little bit in the next game would be nice but um but otherwise i mean it's it's been fun i've i've done a little bit with corin this week but not a ton um i'm trying to think i jumped in with uh i fight dragons on from the discord on i i was home on wednesday for a snow day here in colorado um i think it was wednesday and we we just did a bunch and he was working on his roy a little bit um I, I played a, a good good amount of characters. I ended up switching to random, and it was that, that's a great way just to get to see how you understand. Even if you haven't, like we, we've talked about, if, even if you haven't played as those characters, you've seen enough of their moves, and it's just a matter of double checking what those moves do, kind of at the beginning. But then, as long as you've played those matchups enough, you should be familiar enough with what they're able to do. And uh, I think it also just solidified when I was playing just on random how 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 important just the uh, the aerial and tilt game can be just using that a button. Um, you don't have to rely on on special moves to be able to to do a lot with with any character. So, I mean, there's some that are more reliant on those special moves. But for the most part, if you can if you can have a good understanding of of what up air and and their their forward forward airs and all that kind of stuff can do then you can you can have a, a decent opportunity to fight love it man love it limitless how's your week been uh it's been all right uh i actually don't really play online that often uh i feel like the game almost feels like smash four to me when i play online um and so because I go every week to a tournament, I I noticed that when I stopped playing online, I actually did better in bracket. So when I'm at home, I pretty much just sit in training room or, um, as I said, I go either to my buddy's place or he comes to my place. And we I wasn't able to go out there yesterday because of um, problems that I'm having with my wheelchair right now. But uh, so we played online instead, and, and I just got like bopped because him and his roommate were going back and forth. Um, he's a Roy main, has been a Roy main since Smash Four, and uh, is trying to pick up a secondary, which is Inkling. And uh, he, you know, as everybody is at first, was kind of rough, but now he's, you know, actually knows what to do. So um, that coupled with you know, playing online and uh, me still trying to figure Pokemon trainer out has been kind of rough, but, uh, but just trying to, uh, trying to learn, uh, the it's, as I said before, the, the like tag mechanic and stuff makes it a little bit, um, better for you, uh, because your opponent has to change play styles, but also as playing Pokemon trainer, you have to change your play style as well. Um, so I would have to, you know, be cognizant and remind myself, okay, you're Ivysaur now, Razor Leaf in neutral, kind of like try to hang back a little bit. 
or Squirtle, you know, go up, try to get tilts. Um, cause he wants to like dart in and out. And then Charizard is usually just, you know, the one hit kill, that kind of stuff. Although I will say that it, it aggravates me when people say that Charizard is terrible because I don't think that that character is as bad as everybody thinks that he is. Mm. I know that I'm probably going to get a lot of people complaining about that in chat or whatever. But, <laughs> um, it also might just be me holding on to holding on to Smash 4 Charizard, which still wasn't that great of a character. I know, guys. I know. but uh, <laughs> that, that fair is really strong, though. It, uh, okay, so fair is really strong. It's definitely a um a reliable kill move now but it was uh you had the ability to auto cancel it in smash 4 and it doesn't do that anymore and it has a decent amount of end lag when you mm-hmm. land um nair nair for charizard landing is probably one of his better tools but um i think pokemon in general in my opinion seems like he has difficulty landing maybe it's just me but um I remember in Smash 4's Charizard main, I had difficulty landing. Rock Smash helped out a lot with that. Rock Smash is no longer there. So uh, that's definitely one of his good landing tools gone. But we're not going to talk about that. Dewey Chew in chat says, Nah, most people think Charizard isn't isn't bottom tier. He's not good, but he's not awful. Leffen's opinion is just loud. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's true. (laughs) <laughs> so uh and then thaddy lee from the chat here says i'm too much of a fan of spamming uh flare blitz in casual matches to hate charizard <laughs> the the bad thing is when you accidentally when you try to reverse be flamethrower but you get flare blitz and it takes you off stage and immediately sends you into the blast zone that's not fun times <laughs> Yeah. So my week's been interesting. It's been, what's been strange is I feel like I've, I've somewhat transitioned from like the constant time in the lab. Like I would spend a lot of time in the lab working on ladder combos, working on, um, different things, getting them working on back airs. I still need to spend time in the lab. I'm not saying I don't, Mm -hmm. but I've transitioned to a lot of, uh, it seems like I'm really trying to focus on my mindset while I'm playing. Right. And, and focus on actually paying attention and trying to avoid autopilot. And especially since I spent the last like week and a half really working on approaching, uh, as Mario and not only approaching, but literally staying in people's face the entire time that, uh, uh, that I've had to pump the brakes a little bit and, and start to like, you know, uh, realize like, Hey, it, some of this stuff's getting easy to read or, you know, things like that. And one of the things like crawler, our, our last few matches, I love the fact that we've played together so much that there are times that I'm like, he's going to try to, he's going to try to, uh, uh, counter me right here. He's going to try to throw the counter and then I'll, I'll stop and just drop right alongside with you. And then (laughs) I'm able to punish it. But then there's other times that I'm like, Oh, he's not going to throw the counter. He's too, he's, it's too low. He usually throws it high. Nope. Hits me with the counter and I get the kill. I'm like, ah, you know, so, but it's been, it's been really fun for me to, uh, like I said, I played some games with, with synth from, um, like I said, he was from my local. He was the first person I ever played in a local and, uh, just, he bodied me. I was in complete autopilot. I did everything wrong. And so 
uh, him and I worked on a number of different matchups. We worked on, he plays Incineroar, he plays Pokemon trainer. He played, uh, um, I can't remember if he played I know he played a little bit of King K rule. That's who he, that's who he just destroyed me with the first time we played. And then, um, I, there might've been a fourth character he, he played as well, but, but we like, we had some really good matches and what it was, it was like, we were both kind of talking things out as they were, as they were happening during the match. So it was like, he's like, wait a minute, how did you just, this is what was funny. At some points he's like, how did you read what I was going to do? I was like, <laughs> I'm like, read what you're gonna do that's cute you know like i just happen to be in the right place at the right time like <laughs> you, you know what i'm saying and so but what it did for him is because he hasn't played a ton of marios he was like okay so i can't he he realized there was like very few safe ways with certain characters for him to approach you know and so uh like it, it was just a different story this time around with with king k rule versus my mario right but I was still like, I was still learning going, okay, so what? Cause I, cause again, I don't play a lot of these matchups that I need to, I do need to spend time playing these things. We've, we've talked about it, but so I'm like, okay, so what, you know, what is the, what's the, the trying to spot the counter. And then I didn't realize that his armor can break his chest piece cracks and stuff. I was yeah, like three, three, three or four hits. I think usually will break it. And then, then he's stuck in a stun. Yeah, that's what he was saying. Considerable amount of time to get him to that point. So I can't, I don't remember what I did, but I hit him with one move in particular. And he was like, yeah, you hit me one more time and it's going to break. It was like, so I hit him with something pretty hard. I don't remember what it was off the top of my head, but, um, but the other thing too, is I've been experimenting a little bit. I need to jump into the lab, but I'm still really trying to get to the bottom of the, uh, uh, in, in options, you know, or the other settings, advanced settings, whatever you're the, uh, I think it talks about the stick movement where it's normal, high or low. Right. Mm-hmm. And right now I have everything on high. And so I, I, I think I told you guys that my Mario controller, the, the board of it, the C stick, I wasn't able to, it wasn't hitting every, uh, up air that I was throwing. And so I brought it out and I started playing with it. And it, I, I still think that is the case. I don't think, I think it is, it is messed up. And then when I realized we were playing, it was with, it was with since we were playing the first match, I couldn't shield. I never hooked up when I, when I put the thing back together, I kind of just did it quickly and I never hooked my triggers back into the actual slots. So nothing was, nothing was happening when I was, when I was hitting the trigger. And so, um, so I still want to kind of get to the bottom of that and see like, because for instance, what's happening is I'm throwing, I'm, I'm hitting my, uh, my, my grab to up throw to up air, up air, and then fair at the stage. And a lot of times at a probably 20% above, I'm going to get a spike. That's going to kill, right? If somebody up bees quick enough, they may be able to get out of it because they're so high up on the stage that there's still a chance they can get back to it. But what the problem I'm running into is that I'm hitting my two up airs. And then instead of letting the stick hit neutral and then moving it to the left or the right to hit my fair, I'm rolling it almost like a quarter circle and Mario just drops. He doesn't even do anything. And so for me, it's, a, it's I'm, I'm learning that, hey, this is a muscle memory thing, right? That I need to get uh, uh, I need to get that muscle memory down so that I can hit that combo because I'm leaving stocks on the table. 
at that point. And you, you don't want to, if you're, if you're going to get somebody into that, that up throw at that side of the state, at either sides of the stage, and then you're going to miss like, <laughs> it's, that's like, it's pretty disheartening, you know? So, um, so that's kind of some of the stuff I've been, I've been working on. The other thing too, is just really trying to incorporate my down throws into my up air combos. And some, some characters like we've talked about, you can actually down throw to up tilt and that still hits inkling being one of them that you can down throw and, and put into the thousand year up tilt if you want. Uh, but for the most is part, cer- is that a certain percentage range or is that just uh, I mean, it's up, it, it goes away just like it did in four at like 40% or whatever. Y- yeah. You, you, but then you can still down throw to, you just have to, you can down throw, move forward to a step and then up air and you can still keep your combo chain going that way. And so, uh, but the other thing that I'm, that, uh, I want to spend some time labbing out and shout out to dark Wizzy. I was, uh, I put his, his video on again at work is the, uh, um, up air to nair where you can just move somebody across the stage if you want. And so that's going to be one of the next things that I really spend some time uh, in the lab because it seems like a pretty like it seems like a combo that you could really rack up some damage. I feel like I'm getting at some points I'm hitting up to five, six or seven hits with my up airs now, which are which are great. Yeah. Annoying. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not they this week has been a week for me to like literally double jump as high as I can after hitting somebody like straight up and then tagging them with that one hit of the up B to get the kill. Like I've, I've landed that a few different times and it's, it's nice having that as an option because I never would go for that before. A lot of times it's completely off screen. I can't even see it. And I actually had, I had synth in a, in a ladder combo. And it was great because we started on the, we started on the right lower platform of battlefield. And I had, I had uh, knocked him up to the top and then uh, up to the top plat. And then we ended up, he tried to DI to the, to the, he tried to DI to the right. Well, I, I, I followed him and took him all the way up and it was out. I hit the up B for the kill and he, uh, he, he hit his uh, counter. So I didn't actually touch him, but we didn't know what, how, I'm like, how come you're alive? He's like, I countered, but I didn't hit it. It was, it was really bizarre because we were completely off the screen. So, um, let's see, Dewey Chu from the chat saying up tilt with, uh, inkling. I got a shout out to Dewey Chu. He was, he was the, uh, uh, the TO, he was the, the pool captain, um, at, uh, at my first, uh, local. So. Pretty cool seeing seeing some of these guys show up. It's awesome. But he says up till with inkling. Interesting. I'll have to to lab that. So, um, well, l- let me let me make sure I'm being clear with Mario. You can down throw an inkling and then up tilt. There's not it doesn't work with every character, but with uh, uh, certain characters, you can still get into that, get stuck in that in that up tilt. Other characters, the down throw, they bounce too far out of the way. So, um. Um, yeah, yeah. So just to make sure we're clear there. So inkling happens to be one of the characters that you can down throw with Mario and then hit with the up tilts, but even still, like it's easier for me just to start the up air chain, you know, cause I'm like, this is just what I'm going to be doing with every character. Pretty much. I think most of the heavies you can down throw to up till I don't think, I think Ganondorf is one that you can't, but again, maybe fast, maybe, maybe the fast followers like Fox and Wolf. But yeah, maybe I, it's, I would have to, I'm pretty sure inkling is a fast follower. Yeah, I, I, I say I have to lab it out, but I could probably go into the Mario discord and they probably have a spreadsheet that has 
<laughs> everything, everything lined up. So, but, but overall I've had, uh, I've had a good time. It's been, I've, I've won some matches. I've lost some matches. And again, the, the big thing that I am working on though, is just trying to get, um, I'm really trying to get the mental game down to where I stop even mid match. Like we talked about it on that last show with what Sam Soros said. Like if I'm getting hit by a certain, if I get hit by the same thing more than once that needs to, tr- I want that to trigger something in my head that I go, okay, I need to, I need to readjust and crawler. We we had a good match. You were, you had gotten ahead of me with, with Corin. And mm-hmm. I, I stopped what I was doing. I stopped just mindlessly throwing that down air and trying to get in close. You were throwing nares like a madman, just walling me out. And I was like, I, I was stoked because like, I've been driving, like, I'm always getting on you, like throw more nares, throw more nares. Well, and it was, it was, it had walled me out. So I couldn't, I couldn't do anything. I went onto a fireball like frenzy and then started using those. Once those started hitting, then I was able to get in and, and, and. Yeah, you just kind of tick, 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 tick damage on me, and it just got up too high. Yeah, and so, but that was a that was a. Usually, I don't stop and do that. Usually, I just keep trying to. It's like, <laughs> it's literally like the definition of insanity. I just keep trying to do the same thing over, expecting a different result, right? And so, it, uh, it, it was definitely an improvement in my mind that I'm like, this is what I need to do all the time. Right. And I, I don't typically do that. I still got that Pichu matchup, man. I still got to work on that. That is uh, that Pichu matchup. Boy, boy. Oh boy. It's hard for like every character. I feel. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Cause the some of them just, like Roy, I can't play Roy against, I can play corn against Pichu, but Roy, you throw everything and it's just above Pichu. You can't, you mm-hmm. can't do anything. Right. I had somebody complain to me about Squirtle because of that. They were like, I just yep. can't hit you with anything. And I would get to the point where I would, uh, like, we were laughing because I would, he can crawl with Squirtle. He'll just, like, duck and then, like, kind of <laughs> waddle. And so he'd be, like, coming at me and I would just, like, duck and kind of, like, waddle towards him. <laughs> but there, uh, that reminds me of uh, something really good that I've been trying to lab also is um, if you don't tech in this game, you're going to get blown up, like, for sure. Oh, so great point. Trying to lab that. And uh, the other one. So one thing that um, one of the guys that uh, the local told me about, um, we've been playing a lot. He's a Palutena main. And uh, which is a whole nother. Just near topic. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Palutena and Ike are near the character, but male and female. Yep. <laughs> um, so. He told me, and I didn't know this, if you're close enough to either a plat or the ground and you're in free fall, but you air dodge towards the stage, um, you'll get that momentum from the air dodge down. And if you're close enough, depend- well, also to depending because everybody's air dodge is different, like each character's air dodge is different, like takes them a different um, amount of space. Um, you'll air dodge into the stage and automatically tech. And from there, um, depending on if you tech and you kind of have the control stick like down left or down right, or like roll it also, that will either, you know, let you do a neutral get up um, or roll left or roll right out of it. And that was something I didn't know about before he told me. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Cool. Cool. Well, hey, Limitless, where can people uh, find you? Uh, on Twitter at 
uh, Disabled Gaming. Uh, working on getting a few things kind of under wraps. Going to be starting a new blog and stuff. And if you guys wouldn't mind, I, I can reach out when I get that uh, get that going. Um, but other than that, Twitter is the best way to get a hold of me. Cool. Crawler, yeah. where can we find you? Uh, you guys can find me hanging out in Josh's Discord. N64josh.com slash Discord will get you the invite. Like I said, we're, we're always playing games in there, so lots of people talking different different strategies, different stuff, and getting games going in the LFG room. So come hang out there. Uh, and then also on uh, Twitter and Twitch, uh, Nightcrawler724, Nightcrawler's about the E. Right on, guys. You can follow me on Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat. Everything's N64Josh. Guys, I'm putting up lots of articles on N64Josh.com. You can go check that out if you'd like. Uh, the show notes for this episode, N64Josh.com slash SBC70. Guys, do make sure to follow uh, Limitless. We will get some uh, links and stuff in the, in the show notes here. Uh, and, and then we will let you know when he gets the new blog going as well. So, um if you would like to get yourself a free book from Audible, go to audibletrial.com slash SBC. The chair I'm sitting in is from OPC. Go to n64josh.com slash OPC. Automatically save $10 at checkout, and all the chairs are $20 off right now. That's a great deal. Uh, if you guys are enjoying this, please make sure to rate and review on iTunes. We greatly appreciate it. Limitless, thank you so much for taking the time. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, guys. All right. We'll see you guys later. Bye now.